everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. 1010XL and Seven Bridges Radio present the following special broadcast presentation. Proudly brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. It's the High Flying Show. The High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Brought to you by the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant and by Ace Ant Aviation, the official flight school sponsor of the High Fly-In Show. By Aircraft General Supply and their Aviation Superstore. By USA Park Airport Parking, the easy in and out at JIA. By Hardball Creative, Hardball does it all. By Cune Flowers, the official floral sponsor of the High Fly-In Show. By Victor's Payless and Groceries. By Beach Banners, the advertising highway in the sky. By Angie Subs, Jacksonville Beach. And by the U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion. And now, live from the High Fly-In Radio Cockpit, here's High Fly-In Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Hotline. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in the radio universe to the High Flying Show. Good morning, everybody. I'm Jack O'Brien, better known as High Flying Jack O'Brien, on this Sunday, January 21st, live from 9117 Hogan Road, the home of 1010XL, Jacksonville's sports radio, and the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Florida Gators. And it's a very cold, cloudy, wind gusty Sunday morning and probably general aviation pilots might want to heed that advice and maybe stay on the ground this morning and Joel as an instructor if you have a student Joel Wiener I'm speaking to my co-host what would you say about flying this morning oh it's going to be nice and clear it might be a little bumpy but uh, make sure you let your engines warm up about 20 minutes to get the oil temp warm before you go taking off today. Well, I agree with that, and I wouldn't want to fly this morning, but there's a lot of guys out there that don't mind uh, you know, doing pre-flight in 25-degree weather. So, uh, good morning, everybody. Let's uh, introduce our staff this morning, starting with former naval aviator and commercial airline pilot with Northwest Airlines, Gar Field Benson. Good morning, Gar. Good morning, Jack. Nice to be here. This uh, cold 25-degree weather is uh, nothing to uh, Winnipeg at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning when it's 30 below and walking around an airplane. Have you ever flown in, in below zero weather? Oh, heck yes. Yeah, yeah I've been, I can remember in Fargo, North Dakota one time, got out of there, but it's about three feet of snow on the ground. It's 20 degrees below zero, and the wind's blowing 25 miles an hour. And yeah. I bet you walked uphill to school uh, in snow up to your knees and walked uphill back home when you were a kid, yes? Yes. Okay, all right. Next <laughs> to Garfield Benson. And, and on top of that, I carried a brown bag. That was lunch. <laughs> Next to Garfield Benson is the director of flight operations for ASEN Aviation. That is the official flight school sponsor of the High Flying Show, John Nafak. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jack. Wonderful to be here in the capital of, I guess, aviation worldwide, The state, of, actually the state of Florida, isn't it? Hey, and haven't you been on a ski trip recently? Are you going soon? Oh. I just came back from North Carolina up around Boone uh, Beach, uh, Beach Mountain up there, and going to head up to West Virginia next month again. Oh, yeah, where? Snowshoe in West Virginia? Snowshoe, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of snow this uh, again, as every year. Well, John's sitting in Bob Cam's seat. Bob is a uh, former air traffic controller, now a commercial pilot, and a CFII. And, and Bob Cam, has, his daughter got married last night in Fernandina. So Correct. I imagine he's probably nursing a little bit of a he, sore he's head. Probably, he might be listening to us, but I highly doubt it. You do? You think that he won't be? No. <laughs> I hey, think they right. got a big brunch this morning. Well, so. we miss Bob Cam. It's uh, it's not a very good day in the world of high flying when Bob Cam's not here to argue with Garfield Benson. But uh, maybe John and Bill can fill that seat. Next to John Nafak is a commercial pilot, Bill Stull. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Jack. Nice to be here. Good to see you again. And, of course, my co-host, Joel Weiner, the Weiner. Hello, Joel. What have you been up to? Oh, been doing a little flying up in the cold. It's up in uh, Kentucky this week. Glad to be back in Florida, but it's cold here, too. Now, we talked about flying on snowy runways. Share with us a little bit, to the average young pilot, what preparations you need to do so, in order to do that. So we delivered an airplane up to uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, about a week and a half ago. Um, took a load of people up, and he wanted to stay there for a week. So we had a hangar that was heated, 
to keep the airplane in. Yeah. Um, and we also plug the oil the uh, oil heaters in on the airplane. It keeps the temperature about 70 degrees in the oil pans. Um, when you pull the airplane out, you try to find a spot on the ramp that doesn't have any snow on so you don't slip and slide getting on the airplane. But and, how do you do that? Isn't there snow everywhere, uh, Joel? Well, the wind was blowing so much. There was three or four patches of area. Um, this particular airport did not have a snow plow. So there was, <laughs> there was three inches of snow, but the wind was blowing. Um, so we loaded up. Um, had to about 20 minutes to warm the engines up. And then you go out on the runway, and you don't touch the brakes. You go out on the runway, because you touch the brakes, you'll slide. Yeah. And just aim it down the center and add power on both engines at the same time and roll on down. Is it a slow thrust power-wise, Joel? You, you want to go with easy yeah. and then um, and then full power. And then you want to make your decision. If you don't think you have enough runway, you got to make a decision because you don't have any brakes. Yeah. There's no way to stop. Um so what or, do you do or, if you don't want to take if you're you want to make sure there's enough runway when you pull the power back that yeah. you don't need to use the brakes to stop. Yeah. So we well, we took off uphill. Well, that's got to be you know for a uh, experienced pilot like you, piece of cake. But for you know, a student I, pilot. I have I don't fly in the snow a lot, but I have over the years, different times, yeah. and it's just another day. Just another day in the life of Joel Weiner. You know, <laughs> I see Joel has that biplane, Gar. You don't I don't know if you've seen that. It's a bright yellow. Is it a navy? Uh, it's navy blue with a yellow tail. Yeah. Oh, and, neat. And and he flies by my condo all the time, and I'll get these texts. Hey, I'm coming in from the north. I'll be there in five minutes. Well, I'll be you know sometimes if it's warm enough, we'll be out on the balcony. Sure. And they go flying by, and he does for my entire building an air show. He'll do a few steep turns. He'll do some waves. People in the building get quite a show, especially those on the beach too. You know, and he gets one big wave. He gets, <laughs> and I take the the bullhorn and yell some uh, things at him as well. So right, now, can you hear Jack with that bullhorn? No, oh, I, just, that, I, you know, I got the headsets on. Okay, and a big rumbly engine. A big rumbly yeah, engine. Two hundred twenty-five horsepower. Open, blowing the exhaust. Open cockpit. Open cockpit. So you're not hearing very much at all. No, and it's a little chilly right now to be flying that. We I would think so. Weeks. Yeah. How about the uh, guy in the back? He must have a good time back there, huh? Oh, That's, yeah. Joel's sitting in the back. He's oh. always having a good time. Are Over you there. always in the back? On, are you solo from the back seat? Pilot sits in the back on that airplane. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, does that, right. uh, is that for CG purposes? For training when you're solo, the CG purposes, yeah. Okay. Now, see, ladies and gentlemen, they're starting to talk over your head. CG stands for center of gravity. Correct. Right? Correct. And uh, today on the High Flying Show, we're going to be talking to uh, you guys, a little bit about uh, a different kind of center of gravity, and that's in an Apache helicopter with Lieutenant Colonel Michael Michael Dargavel. Dargavel is a is the battalion commander of the Jacksonville Army Recruitment Battalion here in Jacksonville. And this morning on the show, we've got a very special guest. Michael's here this morning, and we're going to talk to him about uh, Army aviation, which should be pretty fun, especially for a couple of Navy guys that are here in the studio. You know how to talk. You know how to talk and walk the lingo. Well, all military aviators have a camaraderie together. Uh, it's a lot of joking back and forth about who's the best, but we're all out of the same mold. That is true, and I've found I've discovered that no matter where you are in the world of aviation, pilots do seem to have a, a camaraderie. You know how to tell if you're, if you're sitting next to a pilot in a bar, Gar? Oh, he'll tell you. Oh, he'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a couple of news headlines this morning. I just want to go through a few things before we, we get to the meat and the potatoes of the High Flying Show. For starters, uh, last night the 49ers, uh, despite not playing their best game, managed to eke out a 24-21 win over the Green Bay Packers, who played exceptionally well. And I guess it just shows the, the medal of a championship team when they're not playing their best yet still managed to pull out victory despite losing one of their top offensive players, Debo Samuel. Yeah, it was a so. heck of a game. I watched the whole thing, and I thought uh, that Green Bay was going to upset them there for a while because uh, San Francisco was really cold. They just they just played a terrible game for three three quarters. Well, it's tough to play in torrential rain, but it uh, didn't seem to bother uh, – um, what's his name with Green Bay? Um, oh, Love? Yeah, Love. Jordan Love, yes. Uh, they played really well. It's too bad. Green Bay's out. The Niners move on. They'll play the winner of the uh, Tampa Bay-Detroit Lion game. You can see that today at uh, 3 o'clock. And then later on, the Kansas City Chiefs play Buffalo in Buffalo. And that should also be a pretty good game as we wrap up the division series of, of the NFL playoffs. 
Uh, China's space plane apparently has deployed six objects in orbit. Only four days after being launched its third mission on December 23rd, China's Divine Dragon robotic space plane seems to have placed six items in Earth orbit. Now, the United States now also operates a reusable robotic space plane, the X-37B, similar to China's Shenlong space plane. There's not a lot we know about what they're doing up there in these, uh, in these long-term orbiting space planes. But as time goes on, it looks like that's kind of the thing of the space program is putting something out there full time. An Arizona student pilot was arrested in Utah after four years at large. Now, this is a story of a student pilot, like an idiotic uh, pilot, who's now charged with aviation manslaughter. And that particular situation we will talk about this morning on the High Flying Show, and I'll update you guys about that particular story. Um, the loose door plug bolts that we talked about, Gar, as we got in here this morning on United Max 9s may have been caused by a third party, a Wi-Fi install. Well, it was actually Alaska Airlines that uh, happened to uh, United. United operates uh, those Max airplanes also. Some of the airplanes have been grounded because some door, uh, some of those aircraft uh, have certain amount of doors and, and are configured differently. But the aircraft that have that door on it have been grounded because they need to get checked. The third party was Spirit, and they brought that airplane in to put Wi-Fi throughout the airplane. they got to take all the panels out of the airplane to put the Wi-Fi in because there's so much wiring that goes in. That door happens to be very convenient for them, the door that's normally blocked off. This door is fail-safe if it's installed correctly. There's an over-center lock that the door comes in and pushes against flanges to keep it from going out. Well, the bolts go in the over-center lock. Those bolts did not get installed because if they were installed, that door would have not gotten out of the airplane. It's fail-safe. They messed up, and uh, Boeing's taken the heat for it, and it's unfortunate it really happened. Another story that uh, I think you guys will find interesting, a man was trapped in an airplane bathroom for nearly the entire flight he received a napkin-scrawled apology from the cabin crew. That flight was a spice jet, a, an Indian carrier, a Boeing 737, though. Um, as Boeing's stock continues to spiral down, maybe a good time to buy. U.S. actor Christian Oliver and his two daughters unfortunately perished in a plane crash in the Caribbean a few weeks ago. A video shows a passenger's tirade against Delta employees, yelling, I'm on my period, don't you know what a uterus is? And where will the most crowded places be for the total solar eclipse? Coming up on April the 8th, we'll give you a few of those tips today, right here on the High Flying Show. A special thanks to our listeners who are joining in this morning and our staff of High Flying Pilots. We'll uh, return with Lieutenant Colonel Michael Dargat. Dar Gavel. I keep trying to pronounce his name correctly. He says, Jack, it's Gavel, like you're in court. I said, oh, I'm pretty familiar with that. Michael Dar Gavel will be here this morning, Lieutenant Colonel with the United States Army. After this brief timeout, we'll be right back. I believe it's time for me to fly. Dr. Kevin Murphy, spotlighting the Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Scholar-Athlete of the Week. Isabella Lachinova, senior swimmer, soccer, volleyball, and softball player at Terry Parker High. Isabella is a member of the English and National Honor Societies. At Honda, we appreciate all the comparisons to other vehicles. And no matter how many times they compare their vehicles to a Honda, only a Honda is a Honda. Remember, value, quality, safety, there is no substitute. Visit your local Honda dealer now and experience the difference. When was the last time you visited the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's most famous Sunday brunch? If it's been a while, why not make it this morning? The Casa Marina's Hotel and Restaurant's Sunday brunch is just plain sensational. And afterwards, spend a day at the beach before today's games. The Penthouse Lounge upstairs overlooking Jacksonville Beach is the perfect way to take in the beach without getting sand in your shoes. 
the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, just a few blocks north of Beach Boulevard on 1st Street. As a leading florist in Jacksonville, Kuhn Flowers offers top quality flower arrangements and gifts for any occasion. Their floral experts hand arrange your flowers. For same day delivery, call Kuhn Flowers at 398-8601. High flying with Jack O'Brien. Know a pilot who's about to celebrate a birthday? How about a student pilot who's about to take his check ride exam? Aircraft General Supply on St. John's Bluff can make things fly better for them with anything a pilot or mechanic needs. From sectional charts to airport directories, Aircraft General Supply has over 20 years in the flying business. Home of their own in-house pilot shop, Aircraft General Supply, St. John's Bluff, just south of Atlantic, right before the I-295 on-ramp. Mark Watson with Hardball Creative. I know that hearing another ad for Jacksonville's best promo company interrupts Jacksonville's best sports talk, but at least it isn't a political ad. Check us out at hardballcreative.com. Hardball Creative. Hardball does it all. Hey, high flying fans. Eddie the Moocher here from Angie Subs. You ever driven by Angie Subs and wonder why there's so many cars in the parking lot? Yeah? Yeah? Well, let me tell you why. It's because our oven baked subs are so dang delicious. Our Peruvian sub, you've heard of it. We sell over 200 of those jokers every day. Pro tip, order it on onion roll and ask for it crunchy. And our fries, Jeff Lagerman says are the best, and he's had fries in 47 states. It's true, he keeps a journal. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Pimmon, lunch and dinner, where all the cars are. There's always a space for you to park at usapark.net. High Flying Jacko here. It's the only place I park when I fly out of JIA. Simply park your car, their shuttle picks you up, drops you at your gate, easy peasy. usapark.net. High Flying with Jack O'Brien. Interested in an aviation career? The pilot shortage is real and Ascent Aviation can get you started with an affordable Discovery flight. For an appointment to get you in the air, log on to AscentAviation.com. Now in Fernandina and also at Furlong Field on Jacksonville's west side. Chris Griffith with 1010XL here, and when I heard about Victor's Payless on the High Flying Show, I didn't believe it until I finally went to see what they've been talking all about. All items in Victor's are brand new, never used. Victor purchases goods through government auctions and seizures, unclaimed freight, and overstocks. Furniture, mattresses, appliances, you name it, plus many grocery supplies too. It's crazy how much money you'll save. Take it from someone who's been there. Victor's Payless, 6612 San Juan Avenue, just off lane. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now let's return to the High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. High Flying with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Back to the High Flying Show. I'm High Flying Jack O'Brien. Garfield Benson is here this morning along with Bill Stone. My co-host, the Wiener, Joel Wiener, John Nafak with Ascent Aviation, Bob Cam is on assignment paying the bill for his daughter's wedding, and we'd like to welcome Lieutenant Colonel Michael J. Dargavel with the United States Army. We'll call him the Army Guy. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, Jack. Thanks for having me Good on. to have you here. Now, let's make sure we get you close to that mic where we talked to you this morning. And we'll be talking to Michael this morning, Gar, about Army uh, recruitment in Army aviation. Should be an interesting conversation. Well, we just had an interesting conversation before we came back on the air. And I asked the colonel, if a kid can come right out of high school, say he wants to go to Army aviation, and go right into warrant officer training and flight school. And he said, yes. The kid passes all the tests and he can go right into aviation right out of high school and be a, a warrant officer when he graduates and be an Army helicopter pilot. Yeah, that's correct, Gar. You could just uh, go up to our battalion, Google anywhere you know Army recruiter, come talk to us. We do a board at the battalion. You go, we call it street to seat or high school to flight school. Uh, you pass. We send your information into the board. You get selected. I, I have a few each year that do it. They send you off to Fort Novacell, Alabama. Uh, when you get, That's where you do our aviation training. What kind of aptitude do you look for, Michael, with, with that particular type of uh, recruit that you're looking to do? Well, there's the standard stuff, as in you got to pass the, the APAS. You got to pass the Army flight aptitude test. Okay. Um, and then once you pass those tests at a high enough score, that's one of the requirements. And of course, we're just looking at general uh, education capabilities. You know, uh, what is your score on the ASVAB and physical fitness? And then maybe the hardest part, you got to pass the medical also. Yeah, right. 
And the other thing, too, that test, you know, it's amazing how that test weeds people out. But over the years, starting back in, what, 1930s, 40s, I have no idea where it started, but they have figured out that the questions they ask on this test, when you answer those questions in a specific way, that you're going to be successful in going through training. Gar, I remember taking the test about 25 years ago. Uh, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but I remember one of the questions was, would you rather go to the dentist or pop your buddy's blister? <laughs> oh, jeez. Isn't that amazing how those questions <laughs> there, came out? There's a lot of tests on there to, to evaluate uh, your a lot of things. You know, your grit, your emotional intelligence, several other things. Right. So the military's figured that out. That, uh, those questions answered in a specific way. Will a guy make a guy successful? Or on paper, it should. Yes, yes. You well, be so able- what was the answer? To, what did you answer to that? Would you rather pop the blister or go to the dentist? Oh, I was like, this is easy. I'll pop that blister right now. I ain't got to pay, <laughs> pay to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, now yeah. you're, that's because... Hey, okay, but, I don't know if that was the right answer, but I'm an aviator. You're, you're, you're an Army aviator. You answered the question right. Well, we're really happy to have Lieutenant Colonel uh, Michael Dargavel here this morning. He He's quite a resume, by the way, Gar, in the, in the United States Army. And I'll just list a couple of your accomplishments so far. You served on tours in uh, support of Operation Enduring Freedom, yes? Yes. You were in Operation New Dawn and Operation Atlantic Resolve. And you have military awards and decorations that far surpass my Christmas tree, including the Bronze Star, the Meritorious Service Medals, an Air Medal, an Army Commendation Medal, good grief. And that's just the first line of the resume. I mean, you've had quite a career so far. I, uh, the good Lord has blessed me. I, I have had a great career, and I've enjoyed every single moment of it. Well, I, there are times with, during some of those things you mentioned, either in Iraq or Afghanistan, aren't the most enjoyed, but, but right. for, in general, I've, I've loved it. Well, let's talk a little bit about Army recruitment here. And, and one of the reasons you're here this morning is to uh, talk to our audience about uh, uh, how you, one would get about go about joining Army Aviation as a pilot, not as an enlisted crew member. Uh, can you share with us a couple of uh, some good suggestions for parents and grandparents of young adults, men and women, to get into this program? Well, I think I would just start out by saying we need some of the folks, the parents, the grandparents, to even understand what the Army looks like these days yeah. and what opportunities it provides. Um, our, our young men and women, I go to the high schools or I talk to some of the youth, they don't even think about joining the military because it's just not in their thought process. It's one of those, like, they don't know what they don't know, and, and they generally only see negative stuff. They have no idea of the benefits that, you know, folks like us, Gar, understand about joining the military and what, what could happen if you join. Right. Um, it, the amount of money that's put into an aviation person, you know, just to go be an aviation officer is, is outrageous. Uh, but you could just come from high school, come talk to an Army recruiter, We'll lay out all the benefits of it. If it's something for you, you can join. We'll send you off to uh, basic training and flight school. Then you become an aviation. Now, where is your recruitment office? Just so we have it, a finite address so we can direct people where to go. Yeah, so I, I'm over off Bay Meadows. That's where the battalion headquarters is. Yeah. But in Jacksonville proper itself, we have five separate recruiting stations. And they are where? We got one up on the north side. Yeah. We got two on the west side, like Orange Park and west side, Jacksonville. Yeah. One, uh, we call it over, we call it Southside, more east, kind of off Atlantic Boulevard, and one in Mandarin. So we, we have those five. All right. So let's say, Gar, you, you mentioned street. What was that slogan you had? Street, street to, to seat. Street to seat. Uh, the Army's flight school process includes complete aviation training. Um, what is the, is the, when someone comes to you and talks to you about that, do you see an enthusiastic level from them or more of a in the clouds, I don't know what I'm going to do here? Is it something that is, Pretty easy to spot with a recruit, Michael. Not necessarily, because there's some folks that know about aviation, and they come in and like, hey, I've, I've wanted to do this my whole life. You know, like since we were kids, we looked up in the sky, and I've been looking forward to this, and I've, I've always wanted to be an aviator. Yeah. Then there's folks that come in, and you tell them they could do it, and they had no idea, and they're shocked. And they, they, you see the excitement of like, what? You're telling me I can, I can go fly for free? The Army will pay me to do this and give me a bonus and all these other things? Uh, so, you know, we get we see all of it. Well, flying fixed wings, one thing, but flying helicopters is totally another. And this is really what you're training them to do are flying the the army helicopters that are that are used in many capacities in the army. Yes, oh, I, absolutely. So we have uh, what we call utility helicopters like a Black Hawk. Uh, then we have more of the cargo helicopters where like the, the CH-47, the Chinook, which are 
the really big tandem rotor blades, uh, you know, or medium lift helicopters. Yeah. And then I, I've spent my time flying scout and attack helicopters, which, you know, there's only two people that fit in those and everything else is, is ammunition. Well, how long would it take a student, a recruit, from day one to actually being behind the, uh, grabbing that yoke in that uh, helicopter? In your estimation, what's a good average amount of time that a recruit has to work hard toward getting to that point? You actually start uh, grabbing a cyclic and a collective quite early yeah. uh, in uh, in flight school. Uh, yeah. we, we've changed a couple of things around. Right now, I would say about five months. Okay. Well, because you, you got to go do some of the initial training. It, and we, we have kind of a, a process where to be an Army aviator, you have to pass SEER high risk, which is, you know, the survive, escape, resist, evade. Uh, you don't know what that is. Just, again, Google S-E-R-E. You'll, you'll see. Uh, if you make it through that portion and you make it through some of the aeromedical and the basic aeronautical classes, you quickly start uh, start flying. Well, and, and you just mentioned search. Repeat that again for me, please. Survive, uh, evade, resist, those, those things. What tell I us a little bit about that. What will that course, how hard is that for you to get through? <laughs> it's, it's a physical and mental challenge. I mean, you, aviation, uh, imagine combat aviator, you're, you're obviously at, at high risk uh, of being by yourself on the ground in yeah. combat. Uh, so that's where the survive, evade uh, portion kind of comes from. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's about three to four weeks long. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it tests a lot about a, an individual. We get a lot of classes, but it's a lot of field training. We'll put it that way. What's the percentage of failure? Uh, it's, it's actually not very high at all. No. Uh, and most of the failures would come from injuries. Uh, things that you somebody not doing what they should be doing, and uh, they hurt themselves in the woods at night, evading evading capture or something like that. Right. But right. but but the weed out process to become to go to flight school is is so hard with the medical piece and the aptitude and everything else. If you make it that far, you're probably going to make it through. Okay, so that comes later after the medical and after the uh, the aptitude tests. Yes, sir. And so on. We're talking to with Lieutenant Colonel Michael J. Dargavel of the United States Army. He is the battalion commander of the Jacksonville Army Recruiting Battalion, and he's here with us this morning, as you will be for the next couple of months, talking with us about Army aviation. And it's good to have you here. Stick around in your seat there for a moment, and we'll get back to a little bit more about what you're doing here and what we're talking about as we get into the High Flying Show's uh, military segment with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael J. Dargavel. Gar, you look like you had something to add there. Secretary. I got a question now. You're... Uh we called it in the Navy pre-flight, 16 weeks of uh, drills, uh, a lot of time in a swimming pool, uh, navigation, uh, engines, aerodynamics. Okay, that's, you, that's what you were alluding to in that first five months, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you'll do a lot of the basic aeronautics. And if you haven't, but we, we kind of took Dunker out because we don't fly over the water as much. But if you have an overwater mission, you will get in, in the water and practice that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, after that... Uh, uh, five months is the guy commissioned a warrant officer then, or is it we is it doesn't get his commissioning until after he gets his wings? So that may let me backtrack a minute then. So for Jack, right, you could join and, and become an aviator in multiple ways, but if you're going to go do the warrant officer route, you'd have to go to warrant officer candidate school, which is at the same location that we train Army aviation. So what all, is what is the age bracket of the of the recruit you're looking for, Michael? It, well, it's not somebody obviously who's after. He's got to be a young adult, I would presume, yes? So we say 17 to 24 is the okay. primary age, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, up to 34 is – we take people up to 40 years old right now uh, to join the military. That lets me out. That, well, think about it. I, I mean, I, I can retire next year, right? I'm, I'm about to do that soon. I can't you believe can, You can join the Army at 40 and retire again and still have a good five years before most people would retire from anything. All right, now I got a few quotes. I want Michael. This is for you now, and and anybody else in the military. But I've i pulled up a few of these quotes about military life, and I'd like your comment on this particular quote. Uh-oh. Quote: Never fly in the same cockpit with someone braver than you. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, it depends on if I'm the one that's the pilot in command or the PI, because who's making the decision? Well, let's see here. Never tell the platoon sergeant. You have nothing to do. Hey, that's true. I was enlisted. That's true. They, he will he will immediately find you something to do. <laughs> now, don't draw fire. It irritates the people around you. Yes. <laughs> correct. That, that was also correct. Well, let's see here. 
Oh, don't ever be the first, don't ever be the last, and don't ever volunteer for anything. I don't know where you're getting these from. You got those that great, from the those Navy. Are great That's answers. a Navy one right there. Yeah, those, those are great answers. <laughs> they are. All right, before we go to break, let me do one more here. Let me find something. Uh, oh, I got it. The only time you have too much fuel is when you're on fire. I guess uh, that's, that's, a that's probably that's a very, very true, true statement. This is the High Flying Show brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. A great morning to head to the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant for their magnificent Sunday brunch. And a special thanks to Angie Subs, who are soon going to be opening up at JIA, Jacksonville International Airport. And also a special thanks to USA Parking, who now provide their their parking expertise outside JIA. It's a better way to fly when you stop at USA Parking first. I'm Jack O'Brien. This is the High Flying Show. We'll return right after this. This is the High Flying Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. When you hear a great call on 1010XL, telephone communicate. It's covered by the All Pro Roofing phone line. If you'd like any further information, just call me. Listen for great phone interviews all day on the All Pro Roofing phone line on 1010XL. At Honda, we appreciate all the comparisons to other vehicles. And no matter how many times they compare their vehicles to a Honda, only a Honda is a Honda. Remember, value, quality, safety, there is no substitute. Visit your local Honda dealer now and experience the difference. Chris Griffith with 1010XL here, and you wouldn't believe the deals they have every day at Victor's Payless. Brand new sofas, beds of all sizes, mattresses, desks, and more. It's honestly one of the coolest stores when you walk in the many doors. Victor buys all his goods from government auctions, seizures, and unclaimed storage containers, and it's all brand spanking new. Go by and see Victor for yourself at Victor's Payless, 6612 San Juan Avenue, just off lane. Now, with two Learn to Fly locations, Ascent now operates in Fernandina. You can also find them at their original location at Herlong Field on the west side if you yearn to learn how to fly. Schedule your discovery flight today at AscentAviation.com. When you park at USA Park Airport Parking for an outgoing flight, they'll pick you up at your car, help with your bags, and drop you off right at your gate. Open around the clock with new covered parking. There's no better way to fly out of JIA than usapark.net. Hey, high-flying fans. Did you know that Angie Subs has been a staple in the Jacksonville community for almost 40 years? You know why? Because Angie's loves the people of Jacksonville, and the people of Jacksonville love us back. Everybody loves a Peruvian, but the next time you come in, I want you to try something different. The Dr. Bang. Dr. Bang is an Italian sub with ham and capicola, provolone cheese, and mayonnaise baked in the oven. Then we top it with our world-famous chicken salad. We sell a stupid amount of chicken salad. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Pinman. Lunch and dinner, where all the cars are. Mark Watson with Hardball Creative. When getting pens with your company's logo on them, get nice pens. No one wants to steal a pen that doesn't work. Check them out at hardballcreative.com. Hardball Creative. Hardball does it all. If you're a pilot, then you know about Aircraft General Supply. They're the basic general store for all your aircraft supply needs. Ronnie Letow has been in the flying business for over 20 years. Aircraft General Supply has been where pilots go to get parts, accessories, even the hard-to-find things that drive a mechanic or pilot crazy. Aircraft General Supply, from batteries to tires to check ride prep. Aircraft General Supply, home of their own in-house pilot shop. St. John's Bluff, just a little south of Atlantic, right before the I-295 ramp. High flying with Jack O'Brien. Is there a birthday or anniversary in your immediate future? As the leading florist in Jacksonville, Kuhn Flowers offers top quality flower arrangements and gifts for any occasion. Call 398-8601. When was the last time you visited the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's most famous Sunday brunch? If it's been a while, why not make it this morning? The Casa Marina's Hotel and Restaurant's Sunday brunch is just plain sensational. And afterwards, spend a day at the beach before today's games. The Penthouse Lounge upstairs overlooking Jacksonville Beach is the perfect way to take in the beach without getting sand in your shoes. 
the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, just a few blocks north of Beach Boulevard on 1st Street. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555, Jacksonville. Now back to the high flying skies with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener, presented by your First Coast Honda dealers. And good morning. Welcome back to the High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien. High flying, Jack O'Brien, Garfield Benson, Bill Stull, Bob Cam, not here today. John Nafak is in the room. We're going to talk to John briefly about what's going on in the world of flight training at Ace and Aviation, the official flight school sponsor of the High Flying Show, and my co-host, the Wiener, Joel Wiener, my first instructor in, in the world of flying and probably my last. Uh, the... Uh, we in the, need in, to go up again, Jack. I probably it's been a little while. I know it has. You're not your 90-day currency. We're gonna have to go do some flying. But I'm very rusty. Well, that's all right. We call that rusty pilots. Yes, that's what I am. I'm very rusty. I don't like this cold weather either. We'll, we'll, we'll let go, it warm up a little let's bit. Wait till April or something. You know. In the studio, Lieutenant Colonel Michael J. Dargavel began his career in the military after enlisting in the Kentucky Army National Guard. Back in the year 2000, you were a combat engineer and later in 2004 as an aviation officer, and now he's currently Jacksonville's Army Recruiting Battalion Commander. You're the big cheese. Yeah, some call me that, then I go home and they put me in my place. I so. bet you she does. <laughs> and how many children do you have, Mike? Hey, I have two wonderful children. And what Are they boys, girls? I have a, a boy and a girl, Hudson, yeah. who just turned nine, yeah. and uh, Harlow, who just turned seven. Well, if you come back, well, I've expected to come back next month. I would love to see your kids come in here. We love having kids in the studio. Be careful what you wish for, Jack, but I will bring them. <laughs> hey, the Army has a couple of new tools to help student pilots. But before I get into that, what would be the pay grade for a new recruit coming into the Army and going into the world of aviation? So if you're going into the world of aviation and we're just talking pilot, uh, you could be a warrant officer like a W-1 warrant officer or yeah. a second lieutenant as in a commissioned officer who, who went through a college graduate de- degree program or officer candidate school. Yeah. So and then the pay grades from there, you know, it, folks can look at what the pay scale is and see that online in, in the military. And everybody knows what everybody made. It, it's not hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would just say if people do look that up, please take into account the fact that that's just the minimum pay. It does not show the money you get for a house uh, based on where you live okay. or the, you know, the, the free health care and everything else that comes with uh, being in the military. That is so true, man. The military does take care of its individuals. And, you know, we have a bunch of people in this room who are military, McGar and John Nafak, for starters. We've got Joel and Bill. Were you guys ever in the military? No. No? Uh, but uh, commenting on that, Gar, I mean, obviously a kid wants to know what they're going to make, how much money they're going to make, but they don't really take into consideration, hey, your housing's taken care of, your medical is taken care of, your food is taken Yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I call it Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Food, water, shelter, especially if you got young kids or family. Absolutely. Not only will we pay you to go fly an aircraft, we'll, we'll take care of your family as well. Well, that's one thing you failed to mention, Colonel, and that is that magical, mystical thing called flight pay. And the uh, regular Army officers are on the ground uh, carrying guns. They get combat pay, obviously. But aviators, they get flight pay. And that flight pay every month comes in really handy. What's the... Uh, flight pay right now for a second lieutenant or a w1 uh, i think you start off around 450 right now but it quickly goes to 650 and i'm at the thousand dollar a month mark right yeah. okay so. now you mentioned earlier that you've flown those helicopters in cold weather too we talked a little bit earlier about flying aircraft in snow or ice conditions what difference does that make to you when you're flying one of those apaches in in really super cold weather conditions. You know, they were spot on a while ago talking about just uh, viscosity, fluids, and cold weather. I, I flew it. The coldest was negative 35 in Alaska, and Ooh. I flew over to the North Pole. It, it, you know, at that, at that temperature, we'd actually jump in the cockpit. The crew chiefs pushed us out of the heated hangars. So as soon as we got out there, we were cranking the engines, uh, and we are spinning up and ready to go. Yeah. And then it, it is different flying in the snow and rotary wing because, you know, you, you create a giant snow cloud. <laughs> Right around you. So you got to take off after you get through effective transitional lift, you know, and you outrun that snow. You can see fine, but it's 
it's quite an adventure. Yeah, I would think it would be like uh, flying inside of a ping pong ball when you first start take off from a snow situation. That's why you got to trust your instruments. Yeah. You know, utilize those things. And, and, do you have and, heated blades on, on that machine? For- uh, we do have de-ice capabilities. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. The U.S. Army's Aviation Learning Center, uh, Michael, has a new tool that aids cadets in navigating the normal, what they call speed bumps, associated with flight training. They include cockpit academic procedural tools, enhanced visual and control systems. They do that in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, you share with us a little bit about some of those, uh, those uh, things happening in the Army with the Aviation Learning Center? Yeah, so when you talk Huntsville, Alabama, that's where a lot of our uh, procurement, if you will, comes from in development. And then from there, from our acquisitions teams, it'll get pushed down to like Fort Novacell, which is where the, the training happens. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we have cockpit trainers for all of our airframes. Um, they're like the Apache Longbow. You sit in that thing. It, it's just like being in an aircraft. It's the best place to practice instruments, that's for sure, because uh, it's not always cloudy outside. You go in that thing, set the simulation to whatever you want it to be, uh, and you get in there and you just fly it. Well, I'll tell you what, we we really do need more qualified pilots than ever before. It's not just, by the way, when when one gets into military aviation, and it may, may stay forever. So far, you've been in the uh, in the military all 20 years now, yes? So more oh, than that. Yeah, yeah, 20 active, 24 right. total. Um, it's, it's a career for many individuals, but also after the military, a pilot has a career post-military that, you know, once— Again, it's like the university of employment in the military where you're being schooled in the military for all the things you need to know and that you can take with you after the military. Well, you know, I've always referred to my five years in the Navy as the Navy giving me a Ph.D. in aviation. And uh, very true in the Army also because the training you get is superlative to any training you get anywhere else. And a kid comes in and spends his, what's what's the obligation after going through flight school? Ten years. Ten years. Okay, you got a ten-year aviator that goes in when he's eighteen and goes to the warrant officer program. He, he's twenty-eight. When he's, he's twenty-eight when he yeah. gets out. He's he can go. You know the airlines get some fixed wing time. He can do a lot of things. He got the, many opportunities because he was army trained. Well, aviation industry is still very hungry for pilots, one way or the other. And one of the best way in this particular case, with all due respect to ASEN Aviation and their training pilots. You guys are paying for it, not the not the recruit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Recruit, so you're not paying for this. The army's paying for it. Uh, yeah. Which you know, uh, if you got a son or a daughter, grandson or granddaughter, and they have some savvy, some some uh, unique uh, scholastic uh, abilities, I would highly consider suggesting to them that they talk to an army recruiter. And uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, good to have you here this morning. Thank you for being here with us. We expect you back next month. Oh yeah. Please, please invite me. I'll be back. And if you want to talk with crew chiefs or anybody else to fly other aircraft, just let me know. I got some of the battalion. All right. Well, we have we'll have more conversations between now and the next show, and we will be bringing you back next month, ladies and gentlemen. Lieutenant Colonel Michael J. Dargavel. Why don't we give him a high flying round of applause for being here this morning? It's great Thanks, having Jack. you here Thank this you. morning. Okay, a uh, couple of things I want to talk to my guys about as you will move out and let Mr. Nafak back in. There's a, a story about the national championship air races. And Bob Cam was, was on location in Reno uh, about a month and a half ago for the air, last air race that was held in Reno. There was an unfortunate situation there. And meanwhile, they've decided they're not going to do the air races anymore in Reno. They're looking for new locations. So six communities in six different states have submitted supporting documents looking for uh, them their city to become home of this. Uh, let's see where they're at. There's like uh, uh, Pueblo, Colorado is one. Mm-hmm. Casper, Wyoming is one. Buckeye, Arizona. Thermal, California. And Wendover, Utah. Um, so now Reno's losing the air race, but they're starting an aviation convention instead. Well, you know, that air race is something. You guys know more about it than it I was, do. I went uh, two years ago, and it it's a treat. That is to, to watch those airplanes. Anybody goes just raves about it. Yeah, it's. But you know, some areas can't bring on that uh, race air races because of the population uh, around the airports. You need uh, for that. You need an airport that's away from population. So if there's any accidents or 
blow an engine or anything, the air, it's not in danger yeah, and, and any populace every around. Every year it. there is one. I've I've witnessed the jet that went in the L nineteen, um, and it's just an eerie feeling when it happens. Oh, and then this last year was the T twenty eight, and then uh, we all remember about ten years ago was the galloping ghost, the P fifty one that actually went into the crowd. Yep. And when it goes in the ground, it needs to go in the dirt, not in somebody's backyard or in somebody's bedroom. So that's the reason why they have to get away from populated areas to have this thing. Well, that's also the reason for you you to be a healthy, conscientious pilot, too, when you take your medical. uh, It's my understanding that the vast concern is not up in the air. It's the people on the ground. And if you have a situation you're not revealing, which happened in that particular student pilots thing in Arizona, we'll talk about on the next segment, uh, that if you don't, uh, uh, you're not forthright with your medical information and you have an accident that injures individuals on the ground, well, that's just plain stupid. And that's one of the things you're talking about there is making sure we're not just comfortable in the air, but looking at what could happen on the ground in the event of a calamity. And you, know, you know, one other thing, too, that bothers me is you have some guys that are flying in those air races that are 65, 70 years old. And your ability to absorb constant G's goes down as you get older. And these guys are flying out of the out, out of the envelope, as far as I'm concerned, for age and the amount of G's that you pull and the kind of drastic flying that they're doing up there. Because they are almost in a constant 4 to 5 G turn going around those pylons. And that is tough on the body. And I think there ought to be age, age restrictions simply because for the safety of it, of the guys in the air and also people on the ground. Well, I, I kind of agree with that, Gar. I think that just like they age people out as commercial pilots and they age ATC guys out at, what, 55, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, that there should be an age uh, limit, if you will, for certain uh, aeronautical events. And, and so uh, I, I have no argument with that. We're sitting with John Nafak, who's the flight director, operations flight director at ASEN Aviation. Good morning to you, John. Welcome yeah. aboard. Good to have you back. Good morning, Jack. Good to be here. Well, we're going to talk to John about what's happening in the world of learning how to fly. And also, we're going to give away a discovery flight for uh, you and perhaps a guest to go flying from ASEN Aviation, valued at roughly uh, 150 bucks or so, where you actually sit in the left seat, the PIC seat, the pilot-in-command seat, with an instructor who will not only share with you how to pre-flight the plane, but how to take off, how to fly a few uh, maneuvers in the air, and to come back safely and land. And that's what happens, what you get when you go to ASEN Aviation and take a discovery flight. We're going to give one of those away in, in just mere minutes. And also, when we come back, We're going to tell you where the best places to look for the uh, solar eclipse coming up in April here at uh, 1010XL's High Flying Show. I'm Jack O'Brien. We'll return right after these words. High Flying with Jack O'Brien. It's the blog players put their pads on for. So we want it, we got to bring it. My thoughts and observations on our home team, that's what I share with you every week on my blog. Roland Reese Plumbing brings you Hayes Blog on 1010XL.com. At Honda, we appreciate all the comparisons to other vehicles. And no matter how many times they compare their vehicles to a Honda, only a Honda is a Honda. Remember, value, quality, safety, there is no substitute. Visit your local Honda dealer now and experience the difference. When was the last time you visited the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's most famous Sunday brunch? If it's been a while, why not make it this morning? The Casa Marina's Hotel and Restaurant's Sunday brunch is just plain sensational. And afterwards, spend a day at the beach before today's games. The Penthouse Lounge upstairs overlooking Jacksonville Beach is the perfect way to take in the beach without getting sand in your shoes. The Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, just a few blocks north of Beach Boulevard on 1st Street. As a leading florist in Jacksonville, Kuhn Flowers offers top quality flower arrangements and gifts for any occasion. Their floral experts hand arrange your flowers. For same day delivery, call Kuhn Flowers at 398-8601. This is the High Flying Show. Special thanks to Aircraft General Supply, Hardball Creative, and the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant. Know a pilot who's about to celebrate a birthday? How about a student pilot who's about to take his check ride exam? Aircraft General Supply on St. John's Bluff can make things fly better for them with anything a pilot or mechanic needs. From sectional charts to airport directories, Aircraft General Supply has over 20 years in the flying business. 
home of their own in-house pilot shop, Aircraft General Supply, St. John's Bluff, just south of Atlantic, right before the I-295 on-ramp. Mark Watson here to tell you a little bit about HardballCreative.com. It's your online promo haven with thousands of ideas on how to promote your company. We're open 24-7-365. Hardball Creative. Hardball does it all. Hey, high-flying fans. Eddie the Moocher here from Angie Subs. You ever driven by Angie Subs and wonder why there's so many cars in the parking lot? Yeah? Yeah? Well, let me tell you why. It's because our oven-baked subs are so dang delicious. Our Peruvian sub, you've heard of it. We sell over 200 of those jokers every day. Pro tip, order it on onion roll and ask for it crunchy. And our fries, Jeff Vlogman says, are the best. And he's had fries in 47 states. It's true, he keeps a journal. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Pittman. Lunch and dinner, where all the cars are. High flying with Jack O'Brien and the wiener. At usaPark.net, you simply take a ticket at the blue entry booth, park your car, and our shuttle picks you up. Helps take your luggage and drops you off at the curbside of your departing airline. usaPark.net, it's the easy way to fly out of JIA. Interested in an aviation career? The pilot shortage is real, and Ascent Aviation can get you started with an affordable Discovery flight. For an appointment to get you in the air, log on to AscentAviation.com, now in Fernandina and also at Furlong Field on Jacksonville's west side. One of the best kept secrets in the area is a place called Victor's Payless. Chris Griffith with 1010XL here. I heard about Victor's Payless on the High Flying Show and what a place it is. I needed furniture and a lot of it after our move to our new home. Victor purchases goods through government auctions and seizures, unclaimed freight and overstocks that include furniture, mattresses, appliances, you name it, plus many grocery supplies too. It's absolutely insane how much money I save. Take it from someone who's been there, Victor's Payless, over on San Juan Avenue, just off lane. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, let's return to the High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. High Flying with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. And the Wiener. Good morning. Back on the High Flying Show, Jack O'Brien Garfield Benson, John Nafak, Bill Stull, Joel Weiner, and our engineer in the other room, Casey Dobson. Good morning, everybody. A couple of quick high-flying notes. Congratulations to Bob Cam for uh, celebrating the wedding of his daughter yesterday in Fernandina Beach. You guys were there. It was a good party. Good time there. Also, congratulations to my son, Jackson, and his lovely bride, Sarah, celebrating their very first wedding anniversary today. And I did that wedding. It was my very first official wedding that I was a, the officiant. And I'm not hiring myself out or anything, but I, I probably am the worst. Not only am I a terrible pilot, but I'm a terrible officiant at a wedding because I started crying right in the middle of it. Well, it was your son. You had some emotions, you know? <laughs> your I baby so boy. stupid. I mean, I felt so stupid. I mean, I asked my son, right standing next to me, this is a true story, he's standing next to me, there's 200 people in the crowd, and he nudges me and says, Dad, uh, you got a Kleenex? I said, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I pulled one out of my pocket, and I tore it in half, and we're both dabbing our eyes before the ceremony even starts. So I wanted to bring up a, a story about an, an Arizona student pilot. He was just arrested in Utah following a traffic stop. He'd been, he'd been on the lam. Uh, for four years, uh, according to the St. George News out in Utah, on January the 10th, uh, they picked him up. He was uh, he had been disappeared for four years. Now he was a student pilot wanted on federal charges, now including involuntary manslaughter. Uh, he crashed a 1958 Piper PA-22. The passenger was his girlfriend. She died. She bought the airplane. She basically let him fly it anywhere he wanted, but he was not a licensed pilot, Joel. He was a student pilot. Not only that, he did not reveal his medical situation, which according to what I'm reading here had something to do with, uh, uh, with diabetes. Hold on a minute. Let me pull this up here. He had, um, uh, 
I know that he had not revealed the medical situation, which obviously— He was not fit to fly. Not fit to fly, also didn't have a license, carrying passengers, and also flying at night. What kind of trouble can you get into for doing uh, that? That would be a felony offense if you hurt somebody, so that's almost manslaughter. Well, they're they're charging him with vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, that that would make sense. They should should throw the key away. That's ridiculous. uh, There's there's reasons why you need a medical— There's well, yeah. There's a reason why you have a checklist. You sure he's diabetic? Well, uh, I'll pull I mean, the how do we? How was that missed? Let's how do see. we not know? Let me pull this up. I'll see here. Um, well, there's a lot of things that uh, will keep you out of flying, and they ground you because you have it. Well, I know I read something that he did not reveal his uh, his medical situation, Bill, and uh, just a, another idiot. They're going to throw him in jail for a while. Uh, a hot air balloon crashed. Thirteen people died in that. Uh, recently, it caused uh, uh, eight skydivers jumped out of that balloon right before it crashed. They're safe, but the other 13 died. That took place in Eloy. Where's Eloy? Is that Arizona? Yes, out in Arizona. Uh, eight skydivers had completed a successful jump before that balloon hit the ground. Uh, Ascent Aviation is uh, the official flight school sponsor of the high-flying show. You don't do a lot of hot air balloon flying out there, do you, John? Yeah, we don't have a hot air balloon in the in the uh, inventory at all. You know, yeah. I have flown in a hot air balloon before, and it is a, it's a kind of a thrill, but it seems like there really isn't much control there. Uh, well, the airplanes we're flying, we have lots of control. That's right. Uh, yeah, and we have, uh, we're going gangbusters over at Herlong, and uh, if you're interested in aviation, come out. Uh, you take it a step at a time. If you get an introductory flight and you you enjoy it. You come back and you, and you take one step at a time. Eventually, gets where you get a private pilot license. Well, let's and, do uh, this. If you have no objection, and we have given these away before, Casey, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Let's take uh, caller number three, uh, and that particular caller. If you call to win, we we want you to use the prize. It is a discovery flight at Ascent Aviation, where you sit in the in the left seat. Yes. John? Absolutely. You sit in the pilot seat. The instructor is there to um, to uh, to shepherd you through that flight. And uh, basically, it's a it's a training flight. The first flight you go on, and you get to see Jacksonville from the air. If you've never seen Jacksonville, Jacksonville from the air, it's quite an experience. Yeah, you can fly over yeah. the city. You can fly over the stadium. You can go out to the beach. You can fly basically anywhere they want to go within a prescribed time period. Absolutely. Uh, the phone number is six four one ten ten. And if you're the third caller, give us a buzz if you'd like to win a a complimentary discovery flight from ASEN Aviation. you got two schools now, one in Fernandina and also at Herlong Field. Yeah, both of them going really well. I, I myself soloed four students in the last 30 days, got two pilots, two new pi- private pilots, and uh, and we've got six other instructors there doing the same thing, so we're very busy. Man, you've been working seven days a week since the last sighting of Haley's Comet, man. To have four solos and two private pilot check rides successful in one week? Yes, uh, plus one instrument. Plus yeah, an instrument. Plus a new instrument guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a full-time yeah. job over he, there. I, I do. They keep you busy. I have sunrise to uh, sunset pretty much, but I enjoy every bit of it. I've flown over Jacksonville thousands of times, and I'm not bored with it. Well, that know? is true. You know, yeah. you take yeah. you, whether you're off from Herlong or Craig Field or wherever, yeah. there's really no bad view of Jacksonville. It's a fun place to fly around, that's for uh, sure. Ab- absolutely, and the, and the people you fly with, everybody has a different story on their journey uh, to, to attaining what they do in life, and, and flying is no, no exception. And it's just great flying with the, the people you encounter and, and having that experience. All right, we got a minute or two left. I wanted to talk to Bill and Joel about this uh, eclipse coming up. Uh, where's my note on this? There, where's the best place, in your guys' opinion, for the solar eclipse coming up April the eighth of this year? Uh, what do you guys think would be the best place for you to view this? Solar I haven't eclipse? looked at the map lately, but I think it's Austin, Texas, all the way up through like Chicago. Yeah, I agree with that. But we'd have to look on it and. Uh, we went to the last one that was up in South Carolina, and it was a wonderful trip. Didn't you go to the Treetop Inn or something like that, Tri- Bill? Triple, triple tree, tree triple, aerodrome. Triple tree. The total solar eclipse, one of the most watched eclipses ever, but coming up April the 8th, a path of what they call totality, 115 miles wide, will cross North America from northern Mexico to southeastern Canada, over 15 U.S. states. In the United States, over 32 million people live right on that path, but they're expecting just millions of them to travel from outside the path of totality on Eclipse Day. Um, eclipses are kind of a unique thing. They don't happen very often. 
Yep. You know? You're looking Texas all the way to Maine, yep. 150, watt, 150 miles wide. Uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, the home of Air Venture, will be receiving a new EVTOL, an Evtol Vertiport, has been approved for Oshkosh's Whitman Airport. Uh, you may have it in time for uh, Air Venture coming up this July. I think they're trying to put in some different rides so you can Uber to and from in the VTOL. I think they're, that's the – I don't know if it'll be serviced – serviceable by then but that's the goal right right well okay that about wraps it for the high flying show let me have a quick thanks to my staff today garfield benson former naval aviator and commercial airline pilot good to have you here again gar once again jack a real experience john nafak john nafak is the director of flight operations at ascent aviation did we get a winner casey we did, yes, sir. All Congrats right. to Tommy Warren. All right, Tommy. We look forward to having you at ACN we'll Aviation. We'll see you at the airport, Tommy. And uh, Bill Stull. Good to see you here again, Bill. Thanks for having me back. Good to have you here. And, of course, my co-host and good friend, Joel Weiner. Thank you, Joel. You got it. Well, All Great right. I'm, I'm Jack O'Brien. We'll be back, as you know, every month on the High Flying Show. We'll see you in February. Adios, muchachos. The High Fly-In Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener on 1010XL is a presentation of Frontline Solutions and your First Coast Honda dealers. Special thanks to the expert pilots of the High Fly-In Show, Joel Wiener, Garfield Benson, Bill Stahl, Bob Cam, and John Nafak. The High Fly-In Show is produced by Spencer Happ and Dylan Hazard, a haphazard production. Be listening next month for the High Fly-In Show here on 1010XL. WJXL FM, Jacksonville Beach. Don't